This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And I suck you up and I spit you out and I play with your babies till you scream and shout, oh yeah. Welcome back to NYU's Institute for Public Knowledge. I'm Ron Ricardo Phillips. I am not your moderator for this panel. I am introducing um, our wonderful guests. We're incredibly lucky to have them uh, and honored to be hosting this live edition of Burn It All Down. Um, so without further ado, uh, Brenda, I'm gonna introduce you one more time for the public record, La Emeroteca, right? So uh, Brenda J. Ellsley. Elsie is Associate Professor of History at, at Hofstra with a specialization in gender, politics, and popular culture in Latin America. She's the author of Citizens and Sportsmen, which I have and is amazing, Football and Politics in 20th Century Chile, and co-author with Joshua Nadal of the aforementioned and lauded Futbolera, A History of Women's Sport in Latin America. F both are from the University of Texas Press, and Futbolera is available for purchase somewhere on the interwebs. Uh, she has also written for mainstream outlets such as The Guardian, New Republic, and Sports Illustrated. Shireen Ahmed is a writer, public speaker, and sports activist who focuses on Muslim women and the intersections of racism and misogyny in sports. It's quite a Venn diagram. Her work has been featured and discussed in various media outlets. Um, and when she isn't watching soccer, she drinks coffee as tools of resistance. Amen and solidarity. Shireen is currently working on her first book, and she lives in greater Toronto with her family and her cat. Stephanie Yang is a Boston-based writer who cover, covers international and domestic women's soccer. She currently manages SB Nation's women's soccer site, All 411, which I hope you're familiar with. Uh, the U.S. women's national team for Stars and Stripes FC contributes at The Atlantic and Unusual Efforts. And she is still haunted by losing a high school game on penalty kicks while in goal. I, I've, I've, I've done the, the dirty work and gotten more intel on that. Stephanie was the emergency goalkeeper and actually saved one. So That's I, what you're supposed to have to do. Just one. <laughs> just one, that's right. Um, so with no further ado, very, very, very special moment for us here. Thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have here a part of Very Estimable, Burn It All Down. Good afternoon, flamethrowers. I'm Shereen Ahmed, and we're so happy to be here at the New York University Institute of Public Knowledge with the two, and I'd like to humbly say that we are the destructive nuclei of patriarchy in the soccer media. So happy to be here, Bren. 
Stephanie, what we're going to do is, because it's late in the afternoon, we're going to try to keep this fun, witty, and I have two of the sharpest minds in soccer writing in the world beside me, so I'm going to make use of this. So we're going to do rapid fire round. Rapid fire round, so I'll ask the question, Bren, you, then Steph, then me. And then we'll get into some serious discussions. Okay, um, first question regarding France 2019. Which player are you most excited to see, Brenda? Formiga, seventh World Cup, Brazil. <laughs> Christine Sinclair, because you know why. Solidarity. <laughs> Me, Asisat Oshawala of Nigeria. Ooh. Two, best kit. Oh, Japan. China away. France. Okay. Three. De sorry, I colonized your mind. I know. Sorry. I know. So bad. Half of them are North African. Leave me alone. Um, Decolonize their mind. Okay. Uh, one player you wish was not retired or still around. Nadine Anger forever and ever. Kelly Smith. Louisa Nassib Catamaro. Uh, French food, street food. You're excited to try. Um, how do they call French fries? <laughs> Frites. <laughs> Frites. Those things. Okay. I don't really eat street food. Okay. That, food. I don't, I'm a vegetarian. Look, it's all in lard. What do you want from me? <laughs> like, come on. Okay. I eat street food because I'm a little garbage person. So <laughs> apparently France has a taco, but it's not any conceivable taco that we would know either here as Americans or like people in Mexico. It's some kind of abomination and I want to eat it real bad. <laughs> Me, crepe with Nutella. Hi. Simple. Um, the most famous person, possibly French, that you are hoping to bump into? The most famous person, I'm, I'm excited to, see I go first, this is hard. The oh, person okay. I'm thinking to bump into... French person. Zidane. The most famous French person? Yeah. I don't like meeting famous people. Uh, you know, in Community, Donald Glover, he's like, I told you I never wanted to meet LeVar Burton because oh. he freaks out when he meets right. famous people. That's me. Okay, so you don't want to meet anybody famous? No. Okay. For me, it's Zizou, obviously. Same. I knew I was stealing that. Okay. Uh, to be truthful, I, I'm, I'm more or less on Zidane, but I know Shireen loves him, and I just wanted to angle in there. Okay, so to prevent this from happening, <laughs> I'm going to preempt and start with Stephanie and then go this way. Do you know the words to any other national anthem other than yours? Yeah, I know the Canadian national anthem. Oh. Okay. Same. Oh, okay. I know the Marseillaise, so. Um, and oh, mine. that one too. And I actually don't know the... Star Saint Bangle Banner by More heart. people should learn La Marseillaise. The lyrics go really hard. They're like the blood of our enemies in yeah, the ground. It's, pretty intense. Like it's very intense. Argentine ones like that too. Is it the good bloody? ones are the ones that go over the time limit of FIFA and then they just keep singing. <laughs> that always makes me want to cry. You know, I always feel like that's really profound and moving somehow. Um, so this is going to get a little intense. I'm going to start with Steph. Worst Federation Award. Oh. So the federation that is the worst, not an award given by the federation that is a bad award. It's the Destructive Nuclei of Patriarchy and Soccer Media Award for Worst Federation. Who are you giving it to? Okay. Well, I can answer it both ways. The worst federation... <sighs> uh, 
You can you can pass. I'm trying to sort through like all of them, and they're just like cascading. You know those gifs of people doing complicated math on the screen, and they're just like, I'm just. I mean, right now I'm pretty mad at U.S. soccer, but when am I not? So okay, fair. And the worst award given by a federation is the original She Believes trophy. It looked like a open speculum. <laughs> Yum. And that's really interesting because it ties back into the history that Brenda and Josh were talking about, about gynecological issues used to prevent women from playing soccer. So that's so interesting how that... Yeah, I, that I hear you giggling. Grow up. Grow yeah. the F up. We should all know what a speculum looks like. <laughs> I'm going to preempt this by saying I want to work with all and collaborate with all federations. Um... I'm af I'm afraid for my life and being perhaps, but it's got to go to Brazil. The CBF is, yeah, that's where I, yeah. They win the award for ignoring the most talented generation of players that I've seen. I'm still really mad in Nigeria for not paying their players who won the Central African Cup this is the like eighth year they won it. They didn't get play, They didn't get paid for over a year. They had to do a sit-in. I am not yeah. happy about that still. But just because we're fair-minded, lovely individuals, what we're going to do is equally give all federations a hard fail. So, Yay. yeah, yeah. Um, so this is supposed to be rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> country you follow and hope to see the next, no, what does that say? My penmanship yeah, is terrible. But what is that word? Country. country. Country you follow and hope to see in the next, oh, country. Iteration. iteration. Country that didn't make it this time, that didn't qualify for the World Cup, that you hope to see in the next iteration. Mexico. Mexico. Hey. Uh, anywhere, North Africa, Middle East, South Asia. I'm gonna throw it out there, Southeast Asia, so I'll take anything, pretty much. Um, team with the best fans? Not the United States. <laughs> Sorry, I, didn't, I need to hear that again. Not the United States. Okay. Jamaica. I'm going to say Scotland. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, Japan. Japan. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Cancel I still that. might stay with Jamaica. They're pretty, they were pretty rocking fun last qualifying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some type of dream that you have related to the Women's World Cup, like some reverie that you've been sort of thinking about. Like it could be like a World Cup without something, a World Cup with something that you want that'll fulfill your personal vision of the Women's World Cup. Ask Brenda first. Okay, Brenda. Okay, so um, we do have the director of FAIR in the audience and they have a diversity house um, in Paris. So I do have like a sort of dream taking place there that like all of the cool ass players will come and hang out with my kids at said house. <laughs> and um, that I could just tell them how amazing I think they are, particularly for Miga. So that that's, wow. yeah. Okay. Is that too much? No, that's beautiful. I also want Shereen to change her plane ticket to be there too. <laughs> and um, so those are my types of, of brief fantasies. Okay. Um, mine is super simple. I don't want Kobe Bryant anywhere near the Women's World <laughs> Cup. Uh, he's already infiltrated the WNBA. I want to keep it as Fair. nice as possible. That's my personal dream. Yep. 
Uh, my wildest dream for the World Cup the in France is to not get kicked out of the country for an international incident. <laughs> and overall is one day to see like crazy international coverage. I want it to have the same level. You know how during the finals of any sport, like it's just wall to wall on Sports Center, you cannot escape it. You might not know anything about basketball, for example, but somehow you know like all the stats of the Golden State Warriors just because it's so mm -hmm. That's what I, I want everyone to be able to just rattle off stats because, you know, they had the news on in the morning and they're like, oh, I, you, did you know that Mal Pugh, blah, 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 blah. They don't even watch soccer and they know. That's beautiful. So yes to all those dreams. Um, for those that are just listening to the audio, we're all wearing kits. Now, if, could each of you tell me what kit you have, what color it is, and why you are repping it? I am wearing Bolivia. It is green. It's a bright green, meaning that Shireen and I are evoking a holiday because um, she's in red. I wear it because I traditionally worked on Chile. Chile stole um, access to the sea from Bolivia in a pretty awful war in the 19th century. I know this is nerd stuff. Half the audience, since this is audio, is asleep by this time <laughs> in my answer. Um, but viva Bolivia, give them back access to the sea. And to be honest with you, every time I say that in South America, nobody gets mad at me. Um, if I wear an Argentine kit, you know, uh, and so, you know, or Brazil, so this is like, you know, how are you going to knock on Bolivia? It's a place that's already gotten a lot of, a lot thrown at them. Steph? Oh, I am wearing, <laughs> rest in peace, a Boston Breakers kit from their last year in the league. It's a Julie King. She's going to be healthy soon, probably maybe playing for the North Carolina Courage, <laughs> but mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just still salty and sad. I told a friend mm -hmm. I can't leave Boston because I'm like one of those dogs who doesn't know its owner has died, so they go to the train station every day to wait for him. So I can't leave Aww. Boston in case the team comes back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this just took a sad, sad turn. <laughs> it's the only way to cope with the loss. It's to just like numb yourself and then laugh at the pain. Okay. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. We'll support you through this. Um, I'm wearing an Afghanistan, Afghanistan Football Federation kit by Hamal um, in solidarity with the players there. I wrote about it and uh, for Think Progress, actually, there um, was, it's, not, it's an ongoing case of, um, and just a trigger warning for anyone listening, I've talked about this on the show before, a bunch of players have come forward and have talked about uh, the abuse that they suffered by the head of the Federation, who we just heard, I heard over Twitter about an hour ago, has been banned indefinitely from FIFA. So that news just broke out, it has yet to be like completely, completely corroborated, but I believe that is true. So Kareem Kareemadine is officially banned from FIFA for life. So just in solidarity, it's pomegranate red with a lion on it, and it's my favorite kit ever. So I'm wearing it for that reason. Um, okay, so that was our I guess it was a rapid fire. It wasn't very rapid. It was fiery, though. <laughs> so what we're going to do with this particular hot take, and Rowan, you'll let me know for time, right, because I'm totally not paying attention to that, um, was we need, just if you could do an advice column, what would you advise people not to do during the World Cup? Mm -hmm. What would you, to whom would you give advice? And what would you advise them not to do? Don't go to games of just your home country or the team you're rooting for. Try to 
make it to as many games as possible. And because there are tickets available for games that start at like nine euro, you have no excuse not to. Um, like really getting exposed to other nations playing styles and not just seeing them on the field, but like going into the context of, we'll talk about this later on another panel, but the context of, do you know how they qualified? Do you know the stories of some of the non high profile players on the team? Do you know the context of, do they have federation support or not? Uh, are they being broadcast in their home country? And then meeting their fans as well. So I talked, we talked about uh, our team's favorite fans. So like Japanese fans, some of the best people in the world. They like, people have, you know, this kind of racist image of Asian, East Asian people as kind of meek and quiet, but like Japanese fans can get turned. <laughs> they clean up afterwards, but they can get turned. <laughs> So like go experience another another country's football culture. I wrote a list um of do nots because Shireen told me she was gonna ask me this. And this is what I wrote. I'll go as fast as possible. Do nots. No. no. We're good. Oh we're good. Alright, I'll go slow. Slow slow burn. Um number one, do not because she said what shouldn't you do? That's what she said. Do not make comparisons to men's players, no matter how tempting. Do not say Marta as Pele in skirts. Do not do that. Um, do not get all U.S. awesome exceptionalism. Don't do it. We're going to grow together. Grow as fans together. I love the U.S. team. Megan Rapinoe, probably my favorite player after Formiga in midfield. But still, don't do it. Don't be that person. Um, you know, don't not, this is a double negative, question the lack of diversity on the U.S. women's national team, meaning question the lack of diversity on the U.S. women's national team, and Brazil, uh, and pay to play. Yeah, do not ask players to be marketers, social justice warriors, or other sort of secretarial positions during the tournament. Do not take lopsided scores as necessarily a sign of weakness in the game unless you want to talk about Germany versus Brazil in 2014, which none of us want to do. Um, nobody wants to do that. Wait, what happened at that game? Was there something bad about that? What, like, what, was, what was the score line? It was like a lot. It was bad. Why don't you tell me specifically what the score was? <laughs> That's you're mean. <laughs> you're to do not be mean to me. That's on the list too. <laughs> you know my soft spots. Um, all right, for, do not forget about grassroots soccer. So do not forget about the fact that um, there's other stuff going on underneath all this. And finally, do not avoid paying for good content. There can be good content out there. And yes, if you're a college student and you can't pay for the athletic, I feel you, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm in no way criticizing you. But if you have the money to pay for really good soccer journalism, there are times, and I'm not saying this because I'm making a lot of money off of it or anything, there are times that it is worth supporting those sorts of outlets that are doing the work that you want them to do. Um, so maybe, and maybe you want to talk about your guys are writing. I'll just do my don't really quickly. Um, that's your don't. My don't is soccer federations don't take credit for stuff that you have no right to take credit for. A lot of this work is done by the women for the game, for their love. Don't ride on the coattails of the work of, that women have done. 
great example is 2015, the World Cup. Canada hosted, I saw lots of matches, but I saw the CSA taking credit for what I don't think was rightfully deserved. And um, yes, if you do that, we will have a hot take every five minutes if required. Also, diversify your intake. I think it would be really fun as fans if we started listening to, and I only do this because I get my international soccer off shady Reddit streams. So I often listen to soccer in different languages, many of those that I actually don't understand, but that's okay because it's exciting. So just sort of diversify where you're getting your soccer information from. Um, and I mean that independent writers, freelance writers, and I'm shocked you're not leaving a billion dollar life after soccer freelance writing. We are shocked. We are so shocked. Right Feminism now. will get you rich. <laughs> Let me, I'm kidding, obviously. It's gotten no one rich ever. Um, so, in terms of other don'ts, like just. I was gonna add in soccer media. Enough, and soccer media, particularly in those countries, leave out your national exceptionalism, please. I'm not interested in the bald eagle gifs. I'm not. The USA didn't save soccer. It didn't happen there. And for everybody in the UK, you didn't invent soccer, but it was invented in China 2,000 years ago, and I will die on this hill. Um, that being said, <laughs> And the Pakistan and the Afghan and me is saying, we invented football, we didn't. But that's just what I'm going to say. Um, I think that other don'ts, are like, enjoy it. Don't feel like, well, I don't want to expose my whole family to it. Don't watch it in secret because it's not a guilty, shameful thing that you need to do. If you're somebody who identifies as a man, do not feel you have to go into a basement or quietly sneak off into a bar because you don't want anyone to see you watching women's football. It's okay. You can do it publicly, it's fine. Um, that's important. And if you have swag, wear it, celebrate it, enjoy it. This is a completely joyous time for all of us. I mean, it's one of those things like, yes, it's FIFA. <laughs> but um, we're going to we're going, and I, we struggle with this. We talk about this on the show. We've talked about this in general, about how we struggle with those things, and we're not having uncritical celebrations about this. However, we want to elevate the game. We want to be guardians of the game. We want to have it as inclusive as possible and enjoyable as possible, because that how, that's how it grows. And we want to give props to these players. So basically, and I mean, my life rule about don'ts are just generally don't be an asshole, so don't be oppressive in your approach to taking in the game. You don't have a right to do that. So that's kind of like my don't. But we're, we're going to segue now into talking about where to get your information from a little. Is that what we're going to talk about? Freelance about? writing. About? 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 Is okay. my Canadian showing? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I sound like that. Do I sound like that? About? About? Eh? about. Yeah. Michelle, do I sound like that? Yeah, okay. 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 Where to get soccer sure. news during the Women's World Cup? We'll burn it all down, obviously. We're going to have uh, three weeks. We have interviews with Sissy and the like. Uh, so there'll be good things over the next month. I'm doing a big, I don't know, is this self promotional or no. where do I get stuff? Okay, well, Stephanie, I'm why don't you start? I'm going to follow Stephanie. Yeah. All right, I just want to say, yes, wear swag, assuming that you can get it. 
Nike and U.S. Soccer, Adidas. Anyway, uh, where to get news? Um, well, I'll be on the ground in France for SB Nation, trying to do some good stuff every day, get the local flavor. Uh, we're writing about it at The Athletic as well. There's obviously Burning Out Down. Um, I'm sure more independent outlets, what, like Victory Press, probably? Equalizer. Equalizer. Equalizer will have will definitely good stuff. be. Oh, yeah, Equalizer will Susie definitely Suzy Rock have. will be there of the BBC. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Equalizer. Yeah, Janine Anthony of the B of BBC Africa will be there. She'll be in France. So Al Jazeera did good 2015 mm -hmm. on some of the AFC teams, so I would expect them to come to come back to cover it. Yeah, um, I know there will probably be a ton of people there who are going literally on their own dime. That's that was my original plan. I saved for four years to go to the World Cup before SB Nation was like, hey, if you're gonna go to France, you know, we can help you with that. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but there are a lot of people who are probably going to be there on their own dime and will be doing work while they're there for free. Nobody is paying them to do it, but mm -hmm. they're, they're doing it because they want to increase coverage of the game. Um, uh, but they, they'll probably be writing for Equalizer, like mm -hmm. we said. Um, I know that for the World Cup, Media Diversified, which is a media organization in the UK, does a segment. Shane Thomas is a friend of the show. Hopefully he's... Uh, you know, going to do something around it. He did it around the Olympics, so I think that's really powerful, and that would be great if he did. Um, so, Shane, if you're listening, can you please do that? Um, also, the CBC will be there. Um, if know. anyone, if anyone is taking in news, just if you were in the last panel and you want to make Josh and I happy for life, and you see people talk about the first World Cup being 1991 or the Invitational in 1988, and you ever just feel like writing into them and saying this is utter bullshit. I, I, I would really appreciate you saying it was 70-71. Just, yeah. just saying. Well, also, if your local outlet is not covering the World Cup, you should probably email them and be like, where is your yeah. World Cup coverage? We'll talk about that more also in the next panel about disrupting the media apathy cycle. But, um, and, and I know FIFA actually does put out a list, though, of like country by country who has the World Cup rights. In the United States, it's Fox. And their broadcast team is actually pretty decent. I'm pretty excited mm -hmm. for Allie Wagner. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. she's probably one of the best analysts yep. in the game, men's or women's. But yeah, look at country by country because it's like Shireen said, sometimes when you watch a not uh, acquired legally stream, you get interesting perspective. Like um, I would actually really love to watch like... Uh, I was watching the Japanese coverage of the 2011 Women's World Cup, and obviously it was a big loss to the United States, but on the Japanese side, there was so much context around it as well because of, you know, the tsunami and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of actually really helped as an American who was really disappointed in that loss and seeing like, oh, but somebody else won, you know? <laughs> and it really mattered to them. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it matters to any country, but at that time, specifically in that context, yeah. it was a really big like bomb that's actually a really country, good yeah. way to think about soothing one's soul after a terrible <laughs> loss i mean i'm still hurt over the champions league of men's and i'm okay i know and um and it's just it's not easy for those of you who listen to burn it all down you've heard me the last episodes whining about barcelona um, but it's a really good idea, although I'm not willing to listen to Liverpool's coverage of that game. But, um, so I'm not, I'm zero interested, but in terms of w World Cup, I like this idea. I well, really do, of being like, okay, so if Italy beats Brazil, where I'll, I will maybe weep 
um, I will listen. I should go to the Italian. Like, that's actually like a really awesome thing. And then yeah. I can hear how happy they are and be like, yes, this is great. Well, like, this is where you discover like, oh, I have a lot of feelings about Scotland. I didn't know I had. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, just the random country where you... I already have a lot of feelings about Scotland. (laughs) Yeah, Kim Little. I don't know, they play Argentina. Can you drop those feelings during that game? No, because the... Because England colonized where I'm from, so I'm okay with, like, cheering for Scotland. They did plenty of colonizing in in Argentina. I I think, you know, Malvinas, I think it's, you know... Okay, so here's the thing, though. 2011 was very special for me. Amari Sawa is, like, one of my favorites. So I have a difference. Mm, Yay! Yeah, and... I loved that World Cup. And I'm not saying I'm sitting here and just wanting the U.S. to, like, crash down in flames. I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that there's a beautiful place, and as Brenda alluded to, there's the soccer goddesses are into humility this year, as we've seen, um, various Champs League things. And just to remind everybody, Barcelona did make the Champs League final. The women did. And they're playing on Saturday. So I know it's just to make you feel better. So that we're, yeah, no, okay, no. Um, but anyways, so th- that's a great idea to check in with the side that, uh, you know, yeah, that I'm, has lost. That's a I'm great sure idea. I'm sure Canada, after the 2012 Olympics, they were like, oh, but somebody else won. I was, it was fine. Oh, God. She's so mean. This is just mean. Look, I say this with someone with like two Canada shirts in my backpack right now. So. That was the worst moment in sports for me. I think it was the worst moment in sports for a lot of people. It was terrible. I just published a thing on Aaron McLeod today in The Athletic. Um, Cassie, I'll get you a free screenshot version. Um, <laughs> um, but that moment is thing. So just moving on to this. world. <laughs> I can't talk about it. It'll upset me. Um, your moment of greatest joy recollection in a recent women's world cup that you want to share or not recent any world cup okay can i do it about the one that hasn't happened yet which is um sure which is a great friend of the show and doctoral student and all-around badass gabriela garton um who's the keeper for argentina um who works in grassroots football is um you know constantly presenting i got to meet her in buenos aires she got i've always you know been a big fan of her work and tried to promote her whenever possible and uh because she's also just a great writer and we went to this grassroots thing together and she knows that my daughter um plays soccer and she only got three jerseys one for herself one for her parents and one for my middle daughter luna and so i am so excited for luna to get to wear it against scotland um and so so anyway no so it's already happened so i was like yay like grassroots women's football and the fact that argentina got there in spite of all this means that they've already won okay that's amazing do you have a favorite moment uh so i have a terrible memory but in the 2015 women's world cup i spent most of it in vancouver and we had a, a stadium pass for BC Place. Mm-hmm. So we went and saw all the group round games that were at BC Place. And I believe Japan played Netherlands, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's like the one group game that sticks out to me because of the pleasure of getting to see the Nadeshko play live. Like, on, if things are very different live versus TV. And we had great seats, too. We were first row center field, not to brag. <laughs> we, we jumped on those tickets early. But... Like, the pleasure of seeing, especially Homar Isawa, oh. knowing it was her last World Cup, like, the emotion. My emotions. Socks. Yeah. So, I really recommend, if you're able, to always 
go watch soccer live because on tv you can see the whole field it's kind of like playing a game of fifa it can feel slower as well but when you see it live you see the the, the time and space the players have in order to make the play happen you're like oh it's so compressed like the skill on display here is incredible so like watching them it was really like watching a master compose like art in real time oh wow that's like really lyrical and beautiful stuff i'm a writer shereen oh. So my damn. Um, so my moment hasn't happened yet, but it's clearly when the co-prime minister of Canada, Christine Sinclair, surpasses Abby Wambach with most amount of international goals. So that when that happens, ooh, oh, so we're here just to burn it down. Oh, I just feel very strongly. Knock on wood. Um, but in terms of moment that happened already is the technical perfection of the quarterfinal match between Germany and France when Louise Nassib was just flawless. It was heartbreaking because France lost, but the technical perfection of that game in Montreal was something I will never forget. And you already said Hamari Sawa because she's a champion. And you know her just picking up FIFA Player of the Year in a kimono is like forever. Goals and a mood that will just... That, that was, was like some Met Gala flexing on everybody else, like in their little black dresses or whatever. And then she no. was like, get a load of this power move. And she was truly the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. She was the vision and that was just, it blew my mind and even Messi, like who didn't have a stylist at that point, was just, <laughs> he was so, he was sad looking to me. I mean, he's majestic, of course, Brenda, but Hamari Sawa and, oh man. So no, Hamari Sawa is greater than Messi in all fashion. <laughs> fashion. Fashion, yes. And social skills um <laughs> you know um so something else we've, we've talked about of the past and okay so any predictions on retirements after this world cup most of canada's roster i'm so sorry that's okay it's okay we're all it's okay we know i mean carly lloyd will be out really oh uh, maybe she'll stick through, through the olympics i mean she's a competitor she'll want another gold I'm not saying they're going to get it, but she's going to want it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ooh, I'm trying to think. I mean, your first guess would be for me, but I would say no. <laughs> I'd say, you know, why now? Um, you know, why now? Why ever? But we'll see. We'll see how she how she does. Um, Ooh, I, that's such a good question. I didn't know that one was coming. Yeah, sorry. Um, will it be Marta's last World Cup? Is no. I would say, maybe. Yeah. Um, she's she's slowing down. I mean, it's noticeable. I mean, she can still change the tempo of a game from the center circle like crazy. But yeah, she is. You know. So that's you know. There's that. I'm just gonna right off what Steph said and probably I'm not ready emotionally for Christine Sinclair to go but yeah she, we shall we'll just cap that award and then we'll walk out after we win and walk out with that award she, and then the she's gonna Cup. score one more goal than Abby and like immediately after she's just gonna like take <laughs> off the shoes sit down and be like okay I'm done <laughs> and she will score that goal with her head so we're waiting for that um so we have about a couple minutes left so do you want to wrap up anything and say anything and offer some advice to our listeners out there in terms of the World Cup 
Yeah, so I want to know what games you think we should watch right off start group stages. Any particular game you're most excited about? All of them. Okay. Um, if you have not the capacity to watch yeah. all of them, <laughs> um, what one might you prioritize? Or what are you excited about? Colin Argentina. Scotland, Argentina. I now, am. now it's on. No, but it's I'm, now it's on. I'm not like, Scottish. I'm just saying, like, I'm excited about that. This is I happening, use, though. I, now, now we have the next three weeks where we've thrown down the gauntlet. I want to use Braveheart gifs somewhere. Yeah. I'm totally joking. I totally don't want to use Braveheart gifs, but I just I think it'll be an exciting game. It's Scotland's first birth. It'll be exciting. I also really want to see Jamaica. The Ragged Girls have worked so hard to get up there. Big respects to them. Yeah. Be really all of them, I think. Well, leaving aside that you say GIF instead of GIF, um, <laughs> I'm excited for France, South Korea, just because the motherland. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to see Australia, Brazil. I don't know oh, if I'm going to be yeah. able to get over to Montpellier mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. see that in person. Yeah. I'm hoping mm -hmm. so. Yeah. But Australia, this is the time. We've been talking for like the past two, three years now. Australia is like a new world power in women's soccer, yeah. but this, oh, yeah. Yeah. now they have to prove it. Yep. They just went through a big coaching upheaval. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're bringing some young kids on the roster, as Australia tends to do. And, uh, you know, Brazil as well. You know, they, I really, f I worry so much about Brazil though, because if they don't perform, that's used as proof against yes. them. Yeah. It's always justification. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, it should be exactly the opposite. If your team's not performing, it means you didn't put in the resources for them to perform. Mm. It, like, it feels like some kind of basic business, but like sexism prevents them from going that way. So yeah, I, I worry. Logs the reason. Yeah, I fret constantly over Brazil yeah. and any, any country really that's underfunded by their federation because they're gonna be like, oh, you didn't perform. Well, we gave you some money and we didn't see a return on it, so. We're gonna cut your funding next year. Oh, yeah. So yeah. tough question. Last question. Prediction for winner. Um, Josh said England. This <laughs> you can't you can't blame Josh. I want to totally throw him in front of me on this. As an historian, I'm really the future's the future's tough. Um, I just it's if yeah I'm just way better with the past. Um, you know I don't. The, the Japanese team looked just uh, really good recent, in, re in recent months. Um, I don't know, you guys think Fra France I has think knockouts are going to be a bloodbath. Who, yeah. What, you think what? Knockouts are going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Some weird stuff is going to happen. Weird stuff happens at any World Cup, right? It's soccer. Anything can happen, but I think some weird shit is going to happen. I mean, the U.S. So is all right. I, I predicted France, Croatia for the men in the final. Yes, I did. I'm predicting France, Australia in the final for women. Ooh. Ooh. I just think if knockouts are weird, it would allow room for someone like England to slip in there. They're not a pushover. They've nope. been perpetual underperformers for yes. years, and now they're starting to finally look like the, the team to fulfill the potential that we all saw in yeah. them for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, it's sad they're going to do this without Kelly Smith, but what can you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who knows? So, but <laughs> thank you very much for being here and thank you very much for our enjoying our quips <laughs> thank you to both of you for being brilliant and uh we'll look forward to hearing about everyone's thoughts going as we approach the women's world cup in france
Brenda Ellsley, Shireen Ahmed, Stephanie Yang. Just burnt it all down. How's that for a hot take? <laughs>